and, and the mistake I made is I went out and hired someone right off the bat. And the kid had bad eyesight. Like he was legally blind. And uh, I had him pressure washing. First day, never pressure washed. And he couldn't see. And I had him in the front. And there was this huge window in the front of the house. And he went to put it on. But he put the wrong fucking tip on. He put the red tip on, which basically is like a machine gun. And he got three feet away from the house and blew the whole window out. Shattered it. Shattered a $1,500 window first day. And and he's like, how are we going to fix this? I'm like, dude, we're screwed. is for entertainment purposes only. You'd be an idiot to listen to anything these degenerates say. Invest at your own risk, do research, but seriously don't listen to these ass clowns. Now enjoy Cash Daddies. Guys, welcome to Cash Daddies, where banking fatties. I'm Sam Tripoli. I lost my voice. Welcome. Uh, as always, join me as always from whatever weird cabin he's doing weird stuff in. Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. There's nothing weird about the great American outdoors, Sam. I don't know why you'd say that. Okay. And as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the idiot savant of testing uh, <laughs> to know him is to love him. Howie, do we? Howie, how are you? What's up, Sam? How are you? I'm alive. I'm sick. I'm a little under it, but I keep fucking pushing. Since when, since when is Harvey Firestein our host? I mean, what, your voice, dude, is, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. trash. Shots fired. Shots fired. When did it start sounding like this? So bad, dude. I feel bad for you. I mean, it, felt, it sounds like it hurts is what it sounds like. And I feel bad for you. It doesn't feel good. I'm sorry, man. When, when, I mean, when you know, I just, the one thing I do is talk all the time. And now I, I haven't had a chance to take a break. You're like you those that, singers, man. Yeah. Sound like that new strain of gonorrhea that's going around. <laughs> I sound like Harvey uh, Harvey Feinstein and how he Fire looks Stein. like. Him. So uh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I look like somebody he would try to bone. So that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you do. One one, do, we're all within a degree of Harvey Feinstein. Johnny just got that new part in the big movie coming up. We don't know how, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Put <laughs> that shit off your chin. You're gonna do well in this movie, kid. Yeah, since when is Harvey Firestein uh booking big movies? Why are you guys both wiping your lips? Please stop it. It was my nose, actually. Jesus. Uh Christ. so how how was the week? I mean, we had a good week, man. We 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 banged some fatties. Uh I bought some. We'll see what happens. I don't know, man. I bought some SQQQ, which is means you you think the market's going back down, and I bought it at like forty one and change, and it's up. It's the opposite's happened. I mean, it's down. The market's gone up, so this is is going down. Microsoft just came out with earnings. Uh, they weren't great, but there's positive news because the stock, the stock is up uh, right now in after hours, which doesn't mean anything. Um, it's up like four percent. We'll see. I still think this baby's selling off, Sam. I think we've jumped up too fast, too quick. Um, you know, everything's not hunky dory with with China as everybody thought. So, uh, 
it's going to be a wild ride, which is what we want. We want a wild ride. That's what it's all about. Right on. Fun facts. Um, I guess Microsoft has bought Chat GPT. They did. And a lot nice. of people are talking about this is going to be the thing that takes out Google. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that because Google now has gotten to the point where so many of the results are just junk. Like they're just AI generated. There's a big story this week that CNET, you know, the the famed technology uh, journalists over at CNET, half of them are actually uh, uh, AI. The, the stories that uh, they've been generating are just been generated by AI. And you, the disclaimer is so hidden. You have to click on like the byline and then it's a line on the next page after you click on that. And, and dude, they're just getting it from all ends now uh, because of that. And, and I think the idea is now that instead of junky results, Chad GPT will give you quality results because it's an AI, you know, and it's going to be smarter than Google's algorithm. Finally, something is smarter than Google's algorithm. We'll see how that works. So I, I don't know if I have a lot of faith in that. I have yeah, no faith in any of Google was in court today. They're, they're still getting sued for that. Uh, what is it? Uh, that they, they say they have monopoly, which I don't really think they do. I mean, there's a lot of Not other companies. Amazon's doing the same thing Google does. Um, came out today. What was it? What was the big loss? Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you. Amazon is basically getting rid of Alexa. Because they can't make money off it, they've lost ten billion on it, trying to create a way to make money off it. And people use it, but they don't use it in a way that Amazon can make money. Like they can't, like Amazon can't shove ads down your throat because people are just, hey, like Alexa, play Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin, <laughs> and they can't make money off that. I, I never liked her. I don't like her or Siri. Never used either one of them. There, you know. We got off to a bad start, all three of us. And, uh, and I don't. And like I also it. believe. Oh, I also believe that a lot, like the whole part of here, we get into conspiracies. Is like Alexa is a wiretapping. It's listening to you. And there's been stories about how they've sent data to other people's fucking Alexas, and it's all fucked up. So, like. Not everybody's getting an Alexa. Johnny, you're pretty much a tech guy. Did you ever get an Alexa? Yeah, I've I've had a few Alexa products. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, we have this thing in the kitchen that is a, uh, it's like a, it's almost like a whiteboard, like a digital whiteboard on the wall where you can like pin recipes and stuff. And it's got Alexa in it. It's mostly things though that have other functions and they just happen to have stuffed Alexa inside of it. You right. Know, series everywhere because I have HomePods, but not but, Alexa, not as much. Yeah, not as much. But it's good for old I, people though. My grandma loves Alexa, dude, because she like talks to it. It's like company for her. She asks it questions, you know. Hey Alexa, what's going right. on with the news? Hey Alexa, yeah. what you know? What what are the the guys from Herman and the Hermits up to? You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, weird. Right. She loves to ask it random questions. Yeah. So the people that are getting outside of Johnny, the people that are getting Alexa probably don't have too much to hide, right? So they're not really getting any juicy scoops on. They're wiretapping. So in that sense, yeah, all, yeah, they're just listening to my grandma talk about Herman's Hermits, you know. Yeah, that's, right. That's so not what they want. It's super. It's like now that Bezos is supposedly not at Amazon anymore. He uh, he was kind of fighting for it. Now they don't care. See, that's interesting because so, I'm surprised they're giving up on it, Sam. Because 
they were doing this new thing, which I thought was for sure how they were, the government was going to spy on us. <gasps> this thing where all the Alexas were going to start transferring like low bandwidth. Like they were going to use your internet connection to supply other people with bandwidth on this like low free, you know, this low uh, bandwidth network. And they would all be connected. Think about that. Like you'd be networked with everybody else's Alexa. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah, yeah I don't crazy. like it either. No, they, they had a name. It was like Alexa neighborhood or something like that. And, and and that means that they could be without your knowledge spying on you, like the SWAT team or whatever from the next door, you know, just of like course, listening in on. Of course. Yeah, I, that wouldn't surprise me if those things are, are spying on you. I mean, why would you? It just makes no sense to me, you know, why you want to talk to, you know, something without tits. I just don't get it. Like, it's it's a speaker. Oh, see, I feel the other way. Like, I, I just don't want to talk to anybody who has tits. You know, just let me see him. No words, please. Thank you. I like to talk. I like to talk before I talk and, and see. <laughs> Google just laid off 12,000 people. That's Amazon crazy. laid off thousands of people. All these companies are starting to lay off. That's to the next topic. Are we in a recession? Not yet. Will we go to one? Probably. Because, you well, know, a recession has to have higher employment, unemployment. With all these people laid off in about two or three months, I think it's going to show. I think unemployment is going to go up. You know, we will be in a recession at some point. Um, and I think a lot of these jobs that you see that are not filled now will get filled. Because um, I don't see the government handing out handouts again for who knows how long. Well, how, how worried but are you about automation? That Sorry, these tech companies are letting people go because they already, and this was something that I think Bill Maher talked about, was that for billion-dollar industries, they already didn't have a lot of employees. Yeah. Right? So, like, you're like, oh, Amazon's letting this many people off. Well, how does that affect blue-collar people? I, I just don't think that's affecting a giant section, a, a sector of everyday people. You just got to look at the numbers, right? Like how many, the raw numbers for the job totals. Because a, a lot of, I mean, all those factory jobs are going to be gone. All those Amazon factory jobs, they're working on automation and they're going to have little robots delivering stuff eventually. You know, we're, we're, we're the, the system has got to be upended somehow. There's going to have to be a change at some point. And that's where, I mean, I hate the idea of universal basic income because of what it implies, you know, like the government more control. But there's going to have to be something at some point when most of the blue collar jobs are just obsolete. What's the future? Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, but Johnny, there's no factory jobs now in this country. Where, where well, it's just Am it, like I'm talking about people packing boxes at Amazon. They're, they're you know, oh, they're, they're, those oh, factories oh. are all over. I mean, that's the biggest those the biggest it, those are the greatest number of jobs that Amazon has that are blue collar. Those those they have warehouse they have jobs. Robots do, they have robots doing that shit right now. Yeah, a lot of them, but eventually it's all going to, I mean, it's going to be completely automated. They've even, I mean, they say that, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of things are, but, you know, a lot of these big tech companies laid off thousands, thousands of people. I think it'll hit two, three months. We'll see the unemployment numbers go up a little bit. I think we will hit some sort of a, a recession. I don't think it's going to be huge um, because, you know, there's still people are working. I mean, Unemployment, I mean, regular wages are still fairly high, so a lot would have to happen. But, I mean, shit, the market doesn't know it. market keeps going up every goddamn day. Why it's is crazy. that? Why is that, Howie? Whoa. It's <laughs> – listen, I don't think it's going to happen forever. A lot of it is uh, 
is people just jumping in, riding the wave. I mean, no, you I, know, you. I, I bought puts on NVIDIA uh, at 190, 191. Uh, that means it has to go down. It went up 50 points in two and a half weeks. <laughs> it went from 140 to 190 and change in two and a half weeks. Now in after hours, it's at 194, of course. It's gone since I bought it. Um, I, I'm not that worried. Uh, I do think with all the news, Texas Instruments, which is a semiconductor chip, just came out with earnings. They weren't that great. It's down. I, I do think, I'm not panicking. I think this thing will drop eventually and dropped. Just drop 20 or 30 points, you know, to, just to make it so it's not, you know, crazy. Um, the one thing I did read, can I say about NVIDIA, just really quick, Howie, was that they, I think people think that they're going to benefit from this chat GPT stuff because they need, you know, graphics processing to power that. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's one of the reasons it's up. Um, but, you know, I put that portfolio out at the beginning of the year, three weeks ago, less than three weeks ago. And I'm looking today, and I, I got to make moves already, which is crazy. We're three weeks into the new year, and, like, my top holding, XLY, I bought it at 128. It's up at 142. SMH, the semiconductor trust, I bought it at 205. It's almost at 240. Um, I could sell these things right now, and I don't care what happens the rest of the year. I could lock in close to a 20% gain for the year anyways. Uh, I'm not going to because I do think I can do better than that. Uh, you know, plug, bought it at 1260 to 17. Um, I'm going to take some profits probably tomorrow in a lot of these things. Meta, but Meta two weeks ago at 128, it's at 144. Um, Facebook. So, you know, while I think these things will be good throughout the year, I do think I think they're gonna come back short term, you know, and in an IRA. I can I can buy them when they drop another five or seven or eight percent. Um, I don't get hit with any any tax implications, and they write up another 20 percent. Now instead of making twenty five, I just made thirty eight. So yeah, I think you got to take profits in this market. It's it's crazy, and it's it's about to get volatile, um, which is good. I love it when it's like that. It's it's that's that's when you really got to do your research. What about Live Nation, man? Live Nation's getting all kinds of shit today for the Taylor or whatever the fucking Swift. Oh, Taylor Swift, Taylor. Live yeah, Nation. That's been going on for a while, right? Yeah, the senators, the government came out today and said, you got, you, there's no comp competitors. It's just Live Nation. And, uh, wow. and they're just putting prices. You know, that brings me to the other thing. Fucking eggs. So you know why eggs prices went up? It's because these a lot of a couple of these huge producers got together and they just gouge the shit out of prices, man. And that, that's why they're up. So yeah. you gotta have competition, man. You gotta have competition, or when you don't, your greed takes over. You know, it's it's been this country for hundreds of years. Whenever, you know, back in what the the late eighteen hundreds, when there was like one newspaper print whatever the hell he wanted to and uh you know guys yeah. would literally get knocked off for starting another newspaper <laughs> i mean those days it was it was there were no rules no laws no nothing so uh howie i'm taking a risk i was reading this espn article and they were guesstimating when they thought that lebron james was going to break 
Kareem's record, and it's nine games from now, which is February 9th. So I took a risk, and I'm buying tickets at home, Milwaukee Bucks. Tickets cost me. When you add in ticket fees, the tickets themselves were $328. Okay. I had that extra bullshit. Which it was $200. For what? Like, for what? For Nothing. See, yeah. SeatGeek's just gouging you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. They just gouged the fuck out of me, dog. Have you I, seen I will, those tickets? There's like three, two different fees on them. It's they're wild. You'll there's see a like, way better site now, by the way, called GameTime.co that I has use, lesser fees. Yeah, it, it, I like that site a lot. But is better. it is that just day off? Because you're no, never, it's not. It started out that way, but it's not anymore. No, you can buy them like months out now. Okay, game off. Okay, I'll check GameTime.co. Yeah, you game know, time. you know, uh, the thing I think is funny about Live Nation and Ticketmaster. You know, they merged like in 2010, but they've tried to make it look like they're not the same company. Have you noticed that? Like they can pl- have completely separate websites and services just to make everybody think, oh yeah, there's real competition. But Ticketmaster Live and Live Nation was, are the exact same company. Live Nation yeah. tried to put me and Eddie Bravo. And listen, I. They were very nice to me, so I will always be thankful for what Live Nation was. They tried to put me out in the road. We just weren't selling the numbers to make it worth their while. Now, now, Daddy's selling some tickets, but not even to a number though that Live Nation would care. But, uh, but Live Nation did take us out, so I, I will be forever thankful for that. But yeah, I mean, it's just like this is this is uh, what Pearl Jam was fighting way back in the day against against uh Ticketmaster. Yeah, it's uh I think something's gonna get done now because now you got senators involved and and they're you know they they love to go in and 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 rip monopolies. I mean I remember when it happened shit it happened in the early two thousands with I think it was Microsoft again. Microsoft's always been getting it for the monopolies. Remember the uh Windows X3? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, so, they were bundling Windows with the computers. Uh, I, you know, computers that got sent out, and and when oh, they were bundling Internet Explorer with Windows, sorry, so that they had an unfair leg up on on Netscape Navigator. They completely destroyed Netscape Navigator, which was a better browser for a long time. They did Netscape was around for two years, man. That was it. Then it was done. Yeah. So you know, you got a lot of that going on now, and I mean, it's it's. It's it's starting to happen in other areas too. I mean, um, I this regulation, these regulations coming in with crypto, I think they're come. I think they're coming hard and fast. Yeah, for sure. Worried about that. I'm worried I mean, about that. you know, I think it's going to hurt a lot of different entities. But like, uh, you know, the other guest we had, Adam said, I think it's going to help Bitcoin. Look what Bitcoin's done the past week. Finally cracked yeah, twenty three. Yeah, I'm hoping that healthy. I mean. Bitcoin's just absolutely here's the th- you know I looked at this shit today. Bitcoin's like skying, Ethereum skying, all these even like polygons back up. I mean, these things are back up. You look Bitcoin. So everything is up, Howie? Every single crypto, huh? Wow. Across the board, most of them like Bitcoin is down 30. He set you up, Howie. Tried that again. There you go. He so, said so, for a joke. So, so every single crypto's up. Wow, that's everything's amazing. up. Uh except for hex. Hex is <laughs> <There we go. laughs> hex isn't. 
I mean, for the year, Bitcoin's down 37%. That's respectable. I mean, that's that's respectable. 37%. So when I when I punch in hex and I look at the you know the year chart on it, yeah, it's down 90%. 90 percent. Oh, that's tough. Everything's up and it's down. Yeah, it's 22. It's still trading two cents. That must feel that must feel bad. But you know, you look on Twitter and stuff. We're waiting for pulse chain. Come on. Dude, I, I, I don't even it's I'll tell you, it's not you can really tell the difference from leaving six months ago. A lot of these guys, a lot of these dudes have run. They've jumped ship. I mean, you know, you can see the writing on the wall. Uh Dickie Hart's probably in like some sand dune in Egypt, just you know, hanging out with a tent. <laughs> it's gay. funny you say they jump ship because he does dress like some kind of gay captain, like a cruise ship captain, you know. It's just the worst, bro. Dude, he should move to the West Village. Like he would fit in here perfectly. You know, dudes walk around with Prada handbags. You can see like the top of their thong coming out over their jeans. Like <laughs> he would be good in the West Village. They would love him here. They would love him. You guys want to bring in the guest the guest is here. Yeah, bring the guest to how you use the bathroom. Scott Armstrong, you've met him before, Johnny. If you would like to save more and spend less in 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I recently tried Mint Mobile and my phone bill went down $100 a month. And the service is just as good as it was with my other carrier, if not better. For people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. By going online only and eliminating the traditional cost of retail, Mint Mobile passes significant savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and switch easily in minutes with eSIM. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan, again, for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com cash. That's mintmobile.com cash. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com cash. All right. Well, very excited to have this next guest on. He's a friend of mine. He's appeared on multiple podcasts that I do in the conspiracy world. Uh, but I'm very excited to have him on. He has a podcast called Rebunk News. Please welcome Scott Armstrong. How are you, brother? What's up, Sam? Howie, Johnny, man. Thank you guys so much for having me. This is awesome. Uh, Scott, before we get into it, can you tell our listeners a little bit where they, uh, about you and where they can mm -hmm. find you? Yeah, uh, thank you. So I host the show Rebunk News. Uh, website's rebunk.news. You can find all the web, uh, all the links there. Um, so many projects going on. So we have uh, Pirate Stream Media, which is now being launched by myself, Ryan Christian from The Last American Vagabond, and Courtney Turner from The Courtney Turner Podcast. Um, and then I also write and curate content for The Last American Vagabond Substack. And I'm very excited to announce this. You guys, your listeners will enjoy this. So I've teamed up with the uh, founders of the unvaccinated dating site, unjected.com. And uh, we have started a new show called The Unjected Show, which is a live call-in show for people to call in and tell us about their crazy unvaccinated dating stories, get dating advice. And uh, we're off to a heck of a start. We just had Peter McCullough as a guest host. And so we'd we'll love to get you guys wow. on one of these days. 
guys too to help us yeah, host. For sure. Congrats, dude. Yeah, That's so awesome. All kinds of fun I'm stuff going. Does that Fine. make you a little bit nervous though? Like if a, if a girl already says right off the bat she doesn't want to get injected. Like, where, where is that going to go in the future? That's that's just. I would ask. That would just be a question of mine. It depends on. Uh, what, I I don't want to date a girl that wants things injected in her arm. But besides that, yeah. it might be good. Yeah, yeah get weird. So well, if they put their arm like this. It's all yeah. right. Okay, <laughs> stop it. By the way, uh, Howie went and got uh, vaccinated. And he fainted. Just so oh, you Jesus. Know. So just so you know, he had okay. <laughs> effects before it even had a chance to kill him. <laughs> oh, so. So Scott, so yes. you 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 were working with a bunch of people, uh, some you were working with them in Oregon, and you mm -hmm. decided to get out because Oregon yeah. was going crazy. Yeah, and you went through Texas, and then you ended up in Nashville, right? Or yep. near? I'm so, in Nashville. Yep, right near downtown, actually. So, so yeah. then you decided, that, hey man, I'm just gonna start a business now. What what is your business, and what made you decide to start that? Yeah, man. It's actually a really crazy story. So um, it kind of goes back to 2021. In my career, my certifications were as a drug and alcohol counselor. So I've been working in the field of a drug and alcohol counseling for several years. And uh, that job went away. And I all of a sudden became not employable in Oregon because I refused to take the shot. You know, and so um, I went back to just doing like labor work for the time being before I left. And then I got here to Tennessee. And one of the draws was the fact that my certification kind of had reciprocity um, so I could like basically just come in and start working as a counselor. So I was applying for jobs. And in the meantime, um, I, I had an interview on my show with my buddy Dean Reiner from the Up is Down podcast. Um, he's kind of on a hiatus right now because he's doing a lot of the same stuff I'm doing just out in the field working. Um, but basically... His what he said is he moved out of Portland, Oregon. He went to the city and he went down to like the, the feed store and made a job posting and said, hey, I got a truck and some tools. I'm available for work if anybody, you know, wants some help. And I was so inspired by that. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, like, why not? And and, I, and for me, it was like initially just, you know, let me let me just do this to get some side work, some business coming in on the side while I'm applying for jobs like, the, you know, to get a regular steady job with a salary and a 401k and all that stuff. Right. So uh, I, I basically just made a post on Facebook, like just one little post. And I shared it in a few local like farming, uh, gardening type groups. So I was very specific about the audience I was shooting for. And basically I wrote a very well written article with a picture of myself and and just you know basically saying hey i've got a truck and some tools i'm available to help and that one post just blew up man i got like dozens and dozens and dozens of responses of people looking for somebody to just come in and help them with just basic stuff like like putting in a mailbox like switching out a doorknob some painting painting you know handyman shit. yeah handyman shit exactly and so, you know, Nashville is just booming and, and there's just like there's cranes all the way across the skyline. They're building high rise buildings, new apartment complexes and all these big construction companies are just they got their hands full. Everyone's saying that, like, you can't get someone to come out to your house to do anything yep. for their for the life of them. And so I found this niche where I just kind of fill in the gap. And like if you if someone like a, like an older lady needs me to climb up on a ladder and put in a new light bulb, stuff like that, you know what I mean? And you can charge a premium rate to do it. So. What I've been saying is that I literally just accidentally started my own handyman business. You know what I mean? And uh, just literally from that one post, I was able to fill up my schedule with a bunch of work for like weeks and weeks and weeks. And then now I found that whenever I uh, want to 
you know, if I start to see business drying up within the next week or two or whatever, I just dip my pot back in the well and put out another ad. And then I fill that schedule back up, you know, and it's just basic stuff. And, uh, you know, in the beginning, and so, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it here, but just surface level, some of the advice and some of the thoughts that I have and what I've learned is that, you know, it's scary at first because what I found was that I was running up against like my, just my programming as a kid, like, you know, through in our indoctrination through school where it's like, you know, you need to have a job. You need to have a reliable salary. You need to have an income. And uh, a lot of this, I was actually able and grateful enough to just complete uh, Richard Grove's autonomy course. So I just uh, graduated season eight of autonomy. Um, and I don't know, I sent you guys a link to that, but there, if you guys want to learn more about that, um, I don't know, but, uh, but really what they talk about there and what I firsthand experienced was what they, what he referred to as like paycheck mentality. Like your paycheck is like, uh, when you're trapped in the paycheck mentality, let's say you want to generate more income. Your only option is to either ask your boss for a raise, work more hours or get a second job. That's it. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have your own business, it's literally the sky's the limit. And it's directly related to how many times you take your offer to market. So I have my offer as an entrepreneur, handyman. Here's what I'm available to do. Here's what I can do. And it's the, how many times I bring that to market is how many times people will reciprocate and buy my offer, my service. And that, that goes that. across the board. You know, that's the type of stuff that they talk about in autonomy. But, but really it's just, you know, I realize that I have like literally my income, my future, everything in my hands. And I have full control over how, like if I want to take, and, and it works both ways too. Like if I want to fill up my schedule and bid a bunch of jobs and just like, you know, work my ass off for like a month, I could do that. Or if, you know, let's say I want to focus on the podcast or media production stuff for a week, I can literally not book any jobs that week. Let's say I've made enough to pay my bills for the month. I can just take a week off and there's if no you one run into the situation. Uh, that's everything you're telling me is 100% exactly what happened to me when I yeah. started a simple pressure washing business. And it, yeah, turned, exactly. it turned into, holy shit, can you can you rebuild this deck? Yep. Uh, can you put my roof on? Can yep. you, you know, it, it, I mean, literally, that's what it turned into. But if you had a situation yet where uh, you're working, you get done, you check your phone, you got 12 messages and you go through them and you're like, it's going to take me two days to go give all these bids. I, if you ever got too busy that quickly, because it, it happened to me mm -hmm. um, and, and the mistake I made, is I went out and hired someone right off the bat and the kid had bad eyesight, like he was legally blind. And uh, I had him pressure washing first day, never pressure washed. And he couldn't see. And I had him in the front and there was this huge window in the front of the house. And and I put on the the white tip, which fans the water out nice and wide. It's harmless. And it came out and he went to put it on, but he put the wrong fucking tip on. He put the red tip on, which basically is like a machine gun. And he got three feet away from the house and blew the whole window out, shattered it. Shattered a hundred dollar window first day, and and he's like, "How are we gonna fix this?" I'm like, "Dude, we're screwed." Um, luckily, I had insurance; it just kicked in, paid for it. But holy shit, man! Like, I I just got too much work too fast. Tried to do too much, made bad decisions. Um, have you had that happen yet? 
Uh, well, like I said, like the amount of uh, requests that come in, I kind of curate it. You know, again, I'm not like, you know, Mr. I'm not like super skilled. You know what I mean? I can do some pretty basic stuff. I don't do any electrical plumbing, stuff like that. I get people asking about that. And I've been lucky enough to where I've kind of cultivated a small little network of other handymen. A lot of them I met like through recovery, for example, like my little 12 step meetings and stuff. And then a lot of them are other contractors that have reached out to me for help with projects. So I've got a network of people. And so I can refer those customers that reach out to me out to them and vice versa. If I, if they, if they, you know, like just yesterday, a guy, uh, one of my buddies texted me and he's like, Hey man, my second guy's out today. I'm kind of injured. I really need help with this job. I was going to take the day off, but I was like, nah, fine. I'll go help you out. So I just went and worked with him yesterday morning. So I kind of have this network of people that we can uh, refer out to and stuff. Um, I haven't taken on any employees yet. I don't even know if that's something I'm going to end up doing to be perfectly honest with you. My goal is to, be able to do the podcasting media production stuff full time within the next like year or two. Um, so this is kind of like helping me achieve that goal, you know, giving me the flexibility to focus on that. But at the same time, I see that there's a very, very viable kind of business that I'm kind of cultivating here as well. So it's a very interesting place to be in. Um, I have luckily not ran into any like major issues in terms of damaging customer stuff. I've, I've, I've like cut myself or injured myself a little bit, but nothing that's like, you know, too drastic, but, uh, you know, I do have insurance. That's a recent development. I'm like, okay, I probably need to get insurance. You know what I mean? I mean, just in case, um, but it's, I'm just really grateful for that. I mean, it's been an incredible journey. I met some amazing people. Like I'll tell you. So what, you, man. you have, you were telling me then I thought this was really great mm -hmm. that even if you don't know how to do something, you'll just use YouTube yep. and it will show you how to do it. And I think that's so amazing yeah, to yeah. have that resource there to help you understand how to do these things. Yeah. I'm a licensed YouTube handyman for sure, man. Yeah. Like there's that everything's on there. Like everything from like fixing your car. Like I'm sure everybody's had that experience. But the funny thing I found out is that there's two types of people. Well, there's three types of people out there. There's the people that do that, that have the, the aptitude and the willingness to go on YouTube and learn that stuff for themselves. There's the people that just don't understand that that exists and they don't uh, have access to that in their head. Like that's not a thing to them. And then there's three, there's like the type of people that just don't want to, whether it's laziness or they just have other things to do. And that's not a knock on them. It's like, man, if I'm like a, like a lot of these people I'm working with, like Nashville is one of the richest places in, in the country. You know what I mean? Like some of the houses I go into, I'm like, Jesus, you know what I mean? Like they're not trying to like run around and patch some drywall and paint. You know what I mean? They got other shit to do. So windows do you need to go in those houses and yeah. say, Hey, let me know if you want a, uh, if you want me to uh, take a look at clean your windows before Thanksgiving, the holidays, because those houses he's talking about, those houses have between 60 and 90 windows in them. Yeah. And they, they got windows and doors and you charge inside, outside. You do a house like that, you're banging out three fifty, four hundred dollars in a day. Totally. Yeah. Cleaning yeah. windows. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, another thing is, in, if you stay in that area, let's say you're in an area a thirty mile radius, and you do that, you do it for one or two years. After one or two years, you're going to have three, four, five hundred clients. Mm -hmm. Those same clients are going to call you twice a year. For different shit. We just got four ceiling fans. Can you put them in? Uh, we got a bunch of new doors. Can you put them in? I started, my thing was, I be I started replacing windows. People would say, I need these windows replaced. And in my mind, I'm like, I, I, I don't know what the hell. So I called my buddy, who's was a contractor. So that was the easiest shit in the world. Measure them, measure the inside of the panes, cut them out, use shims, put them in. Play and I started doing windows. 
a lot of money replacing windows. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm trying to pay attention to like a niche to focus on. Like I, I considered like pressure washing. Uh, I can, you know, for me, it's like mailboxes. It's funny because you can make a nice little, like I could do like two or three mailboxes in a day, charge like 300 bucks. A, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like that's by the way, where you are, the one yeah. thing you got going for you, where you are, forget about if you were in California, or Arizona, or upstate, I don't care, Michigan, New York, whatever. The problem is the weather there is too cold, so you don't get that green algae. You don't mm. get the mold. Yeah. You do every four or five years. California, you hardly ever get it. It's dry. But where you are in Tennessee, yeah, it's, it's humid. It rains. Houses have to get pressure washed once a year. Have yeah. to get it once a year or they look like shit. Yep, um, yep. The driveways too, like I said last week, Frey, hey, I'll do your driveway for an extra $99, you know, while I'm here. You end up leaving the place, you just charge 430 bucks to do everything. Took you three, yeah. four hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best summer gigs I ever had was uh, cleaning out repos, repossessed homes for the bank. You just, you all go. you had to do was take a picture of the house Stop before, back. clean it out, yeah. and then take, what do you, I mean, they were already out of the house. I wasn't kicking people out of houses. <laughs> These are already houses that people were out of, and but they were all grown up and disgusting. You know, you'd have to go in and open freezers that hadn't been opened in like three months, you know, just, were just filled with rotting meat. And it, it was, no, it was, doing you know, that, Johnny, did you ever consider, uh, uh, segueing from that to like cleaning up murder scenes. Yeah, because you can charge a lot of money. Man. Yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. That's a pretty lucrative business. Chemicals to get rid of like the you know the kidney and liver juice and brain. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't want to go to court to testify. Thank you. A lot yeah. of money, a lot yeah. of money in cleaning murder scenes, suicides too. A lot of yep. okay. Yep. All right, this got dark. What is this? What are we chicks on a murder podcast? Please, exactly. America. We're trying to make yeah. money here. Please Come stop. On. Please stop. Are you uh, go ahead, Sam. Scott, so yeah. uh, one thing you talk about is this desire to, uh, you know, have podcasts be your your main gig, which mm -hmm. you, you're really great at this. That's going to happen for sure. Let's manifest it right now. Manifesting. Manifest it, okay. Uh, but there's a lot of people out there, and I just want to hear your thoughts, uh, you know, because you were doing drug counseling with, thank you for doing that. Um, but there's a lot of people right now that are in jobs that they want out of mm -hmm. and they're like I, can i do that and do this can i do that and take care of my kids and i don't know if you have kids or not but you know like can you talk about like what it takes to be able to kind of get on your own because and because like for me like when i started stand up i had a day job i worked every day every day except for Sunday. I, for some reason I had Sundays off, but I worked every day. I worked two jobs every day. And then at night I would go do stand up comedy. And that's kind of how I had to live my life until I could make money off of my art. Uh, there is sacrifice. And it's something I talk about all the time, which is get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And you have to be like, yeah, man. I mean, like there's going to be time. It could be a couple months, could be a couple years where you're just, grinding but then there'll be this time where you're just it's kind of like when i meditate it's like all this chaos 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 and then stillness and there'll become this point where stillness is happening and that doesn't mean all the work but suddenly the business you have all the connections money's coming in as long as you're not a dumbass and show up cracked out of your skull you'll probably be able to keep the the gig going so can you talk a little bit about that if you if you have any opinions on it Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, 
I do work like a lot of days of the week. Like it's like I do my day job and then podcasting and video editing and all this stuff that I'm involved in. So I work like, you know, 10, 12, 16 hour days. You know what I mean? Like it's no, that's just pretty normal and typical. And uh, I've been doing that for a couple of years now. And that's just how I operate. Like if I have a day off, like I just don't even know what to do with myself really. But, but I, I do, I do. And I do a lot of fun, cool stuff as well. So it's not like I'm like, you know, this crazy workaholic, but it's like, you have to, you have to, you know, and this is the grind. I mean, I just know and recognize it for what it is. I'm in the phase now where I have to grind. I absolutely have to. And, and, and it, it is starting to pay off, you know, and, and, and I'm learning so much and growing so much, but, um, you know, really, I, w I really wanted to address the people who are listening, who are like in a job that they hate or looking for something outside of that. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, just the being in the entrepreneurial mindset is like something that's new to me. I always looked at, you know, because I've always been in a in a salaried or, or hourly job. And I always looked at all these things outside. Like it's like every business you see driving down the street, it's like every single one of those is a person that decided to start that business. You know, you see on TV or online, it's like every there's just entrepreneurs everywhere. And I could not figure out how I could bridge that gap. I couldn't figure out how I could like make a the leap of faith into something where I could be my own boss or start my own business. And it's just so weird how it kind of just happened. What I, you know, accidentally, it kind of accidentally happened for me, but I feel like I was laying the groundwork ahead of time. I was developing skills and, and really it is just a mentality, you know? And so I definitely, like they always say, like, you don't always have like a side hustle, always have a secondary third income, always have something to supplement what you're doing, you know, make t-shirts, go to like Teespring and make a t-shirt shop. Uh, there's all kinds of affiliate links. Like I use a Coceva TRS heavy metal detox spray. I built an entire website called truth TRS on top of the affiliate store. So most affiliates, what they do is they, and so if you have like a Instagram page or if you have any sort of thing where you can promote something, a YouTube channel, you know, affiliate marketing is really good. So what I did is I built a website, truthtrs.com on top of the store. So when they click on go to the store, it takes them to the product shop where most people just post the product shop on their site. And, and so I built an extra layer on top of that with its own branding. And so I can like advertise that as a separate product. You know what I mean? So it's like, I love that. Yeah. 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 And so, and so just using different means and then just do it. So I have a t-shirt shop. I have the affiliate links. I have, uh, you know, all these different things that I, that, that, that kind of at the end of the day, kind of bring in a few hundred bucks every month. You know what I mean? And then as the shows and the projects I'm involved in scale up, like that's going to scale up as well, but it's all about just looking out. There's so many different things you can do. And I would say, be aware. There is some like kind of clickbaity type stuff out there. Like some of like the drop shipping stuff. Like I've dabbled in that, but that's kind of scammy bullshit. Unless you're like, I don't know. I don't know. From what I can tell anyway, maybe there's a secret to it, but I just, you know, um, particularly a lot of people in the Liberty movement, I feel like have like, like team up with some of these guys, like talk to Richard, like, go, like Richard Groves always offering these little classes. You know yeah. I, mean? I gotta like, get Richard on the show. Yeah. yeah dude, you gotta get Richard person. on this show, man. Like he would blow your audience's mind, man. Like this is his wheelhouse right here for sure. Um, but are uh, you using any social media to promote your show? Cause 100%. I really do believe that this is a golden era for entrepreneurs yeah. with the internet. I mean, yeah. like there used to be a cost of entry that would always happen back yeah. in the day. And that was like, could you afford a newspaper ad? Could you afford a radio ad, television ad? And that kept a lot of people out of the game. Now, if you just focus on your Instagram and maybe Twitter, I mean, TikTok, yeah. I don't know, man, I'm still out on TikTok. It's a Chinese yeah. spyware and it just seems where stupid goes and maybe stupid 
is uh got cash i mean but totally. instagram and from a business point of view facebook oh yeah uh, seem like wonderful places to be able to promote yourself and do ads and reach people that maybe back in the day it would be almost impossible for you as a kind of new business in the market i mean like i, I like to me food trucks are amazing food trucks are an amazing way to enter the the restaurant business to get your foot in the door because you can't afford a brick and mortar or all the all the fees that come with that and all the licensing you start a, a food truck and if things start cooking with gas just like dave's hot chicken my boys they created this giant business that blew up and yeah. uh I think it's great. Are you using social media? Yeah, I definitely use a lot of social media. In fact, that's kind of the only reason why I'm on social media is to promote the show, promote the different things. And I do use Facebook for like my handyman stuff. I don't post. And then it's funny because I don't post any of my show content on Facebook because I don't want it to affect my hand. I'm only there for the handyman stuff. And I don't want them. If I'm posting like vaccine memes on there, I don't want that to like and delete my account. And then I lose my access to my business stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of hesitant on with Facebook, but I do use their systems against them. And that's the way I look at it is that I'm using their tools in order to get more autonomy in my life and to uh, kind of build my own ability to live an independent autonomous lifestyle. So I'm using their tools against them. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to say, too, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, like no. people can say whatever they want, but if you're going to their house to do a service and they're going to pay you, you don't know what the fuck background or whatever the hell. So, like, <laughs> I used to keep everything so dry, like, hey, you know, that's that's and probably that's the most important attribute <laughs> ever, being able to socially speak to somebody, a stranger. Because you're showing up at their door, like Scott, he's a service guy. He's got to fix something. He's got to meet these people and build a positive rapport in 15 to 20 seconds oh, yeah. uh, to make them feel comfortable with him. So, you know, yeah, you want to you wanna try to keep everything nice and dry. I ran into so many situations where pe I'd be working on the house, and I had a guy come up, and he started asking me what religion I was. And then I'm like, buddy, listen, man, let me let me finish your whole house. You pay me. Uh, let me get that check into my bank and then I'll come back and we'll talk about it. I can't wait. You know, well, I'll tell you what though. It's funny. Like it's pretty, you can tell pretty quickly, like where people are at. Like if they answer the door to their house with the mask on, I'm like, Oh Jesus. Right. Or if I like go in the <laughs> house and they've got like Biden signs in the garage, like that's happened before. Yeah, yeah, like, you can tell. I'm like, Oh Jesus, here we go. Like, Oh, I'm like, all right, 30% tax for you. You get a 30% surcharge for all this bullshit. But, but then you connect with them. Like in Tennessee, they have a don't tread on me license plates. Right. They actually have the don't tread on me flag on the license plate and so when i pull up to a job and they got one of those i walk up i'm like ah all right and then we get to bullshit and i'm like hey you know i got a channel on infowars right you know what i mean and they're like what and then it's like we become best friends so it's like it's hilarious so but uh i mean really the biggest thing that i just really wanted to stress here because i know we're kind of limited on time is just the fact that like you know, when you're when you're stuck in the paycheck mentality, you know, you're pretty limited on what you can do. And I just want people to understand that, like, you know, in invest in yourself, like taking a risk, taking a chance is an investment in yourself. And it is scary. You'll see yourself in that mode mode where you're like pushing up against all your conditioning. And it's like there's no safety net. But why not take a shot, man? Uh, really, really, really look for opportunities to kind of even just tiptoe your way out. Don't just quit your job tomorrow and say, hey, I'm going to start a T-shirt business. But like 
Look for areas of opportunity right now in your community or online. If you have a need, if your friends are talking about, oh, I have this need, part of it is just recognizing where the need is. And once you see where the need is, look for how you can fill that need. You know, a problem is just basically, and this is another thing I learned about autonomy, is just that the, the, what, what a problem, what is a problem? What is a problem? A problem is <clears throat> lack of a skill or a resource. That's it. What is a solution? Uh, a skill and a resource in action, right? So if you see a need, just like basically fill that need for other people and then see how many times you could replicate that and sell it out. You know, it's like, so like, just try, man. Like this is the best time ever, man. The old world is dying. All their old systems are failing, you know, build something, whether it's a YouTube channel or just anything tangible in real life. Like it's, it's, it's like right there. This is the best time ever. You know, I'm so hopeful and white pilled about all this stuff because like, I am too, yeah, bro, dude, it's, it's amazing. It's the best when time you, ever. How long have you been doing this? Uh, so I started my uh, handyman stuff in like maybe June of 2022. So like eight months. So, so basically from June, I mean, I don't, what is that? Six, seven months, seven, eight months, eight months something like that. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. How much has your tool set grown ah, in eight months? Huge, <laughs> exponential. I, I've Dude, got, I've, yeah, yeah. I was buying a new tool every three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if if I'm on a job and there's a tool that I'm like, damn, I wish I had this. Next time I'm at Home Depot, I get that tool, and so it's isn't like, yeah, insane? yeah, isn't it insane? Yeah. Like yeah. literally, yeah. in in about six months, my garage literally, I was like, holy shit, you got to be yeah. kidding me. Yep, exactly. That's the best part too. I see that as an investment in and of itself. You know, like these are if you're looking for investments, you know, tangible, uh, non-depreciating assets like tools. You know, that's always going to be valuable. You know, so what are you investing in, Scott? Are you uh, this is an investment show? What are you? Uh, well, right now, currently, so Courtney Turner and I are putting on a concert. Uh, March 11th. Hey, I'll put it out there. Open invitation. If anybody wants to come out here, Sam, if you want to do a set, we may, we might be able to be within our budget to fly people out. We are flying some people out, but we're trying to get sponsorship and stuff for that. But it's going to be a liberty minded speaker event with uh, music. Uh, we're, we got the insurance and we're confirming and booking the venue hopefully tomorrow in Nashville, Tennessee. It's going to be a big event. Um, we're going to get like all kinds of, yeah, it's going to be a big event. So I'm hoping that like all my money is going into that right now and hoping to have a good payout, good turnout for that. So, uh, well, you know, investing in our businesses too, like investing in, uh, just, uh, are you getting gold or silver? Uh, I have some silver. Yeah. I, I, there was a, I went through a silver phase where I got like a bunch and I'm just kind of sitting here on it. So, but, uh, you got your own business, man. Open up a SEP IRA, toss into a yeah. bunch of ETF funds and just let it ride for 10 years. You'll be happy. There you go. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Go on, sorry. I, didn't I was just gonna say, like, that's that's one area that I just kind of suck at. Is like, I just, <laughs> I'm like, you guys want to come have me on Cash Daddies? Like, I don't know shit about managing money, man. I'm learning that. I'm learning how to bring it in right now, and I'll learn on how to invest it later. How about that? <laughs> well, you know, the whole purpose of the show is they have people take control of their finances yeah, totally. and their life, and whether it's starting a business like yourself or being a great investor like Howie, like that's what this show's about. And, you, okay. you know, I meet so many people on the road that come up to me and they're like, dude, you got me. I'm starting my plumber business. I'm going to just go for it. And I'm like, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So Scott, I just want to say, because we got to let you go. Uh, I just want to say that, man, I've watched your journey for a very long time. Uh, when you started your other podcast, you guys came on my podcast. You guys were just 
hustling and working hard and seeing you make big moves. And I just got to be honest with you. I'm super proud of you and I'm super happy for you. You are an American success story. You're somebody who took control of his life. And uh, you're, and I'm telling you very soon, if not already, you're going to be seeing all the perks and the blessings and all the bells and whistles that come from uh, being your own man and being the star of your own movie. So I'm very thankful you come on my show. If I can make it out to your live event, I'd love to do it. We Anything's possible. We could definitely make it work. And I just want to say thank you so much for coming on my show. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah, definitely. I'll be in touch about that, but you guys such an honor and uh, just keep up the amazing work. I'll talk to you guys soon. Doing it, brother. Thank you so much, Scott. Right. I love you. Take care. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. You too. Love you guys too, man. Thanks for the kind words. Right, Peace. Peace. Take care. All right, guys. I want to tell you about our friends over there at Copy My Crypto and our good friend, James McMahon, everybody. That's right. Guys, we've seen so many people make ridiculous money from crypto, but did you know it's easy for you to do the same, the Copy My Crypto membership site shows you the coins that YouTuber James McMahon personally holds and allows you to copy them. It's like having a big brother who knows what he's doing. You don't need to know a thing about crypto or how to invest as you simply do as he does. So let me tell you more about James. He runs Crypto with James YouTube channel, which despite heavy censorship, has over 26,000 subscribers. Since March 2020, he's told his viewers to buy 26 crypto coins. Had you put $100 into each, it went on to be worth $123,000. All of the 26 coins, his top pick of the year called Phantom, went up 692 times from what when he said. That's one call. That one call alone has retired a number of people, including guys in their 20s and 30s. Remember, this is public knowledge. You you can go to YouTube and verify this yourself. If you'd like to join the 2,800 members who copy James, then stop what you're doing and head over to copymycrypto.com/sam. That's copymycrypto forward slash Sam. That's S-A-M. You'll find the proof of everything we've said, but my listeners get full access for just $1. Once again, that's copymycrypto.com slash Sam. The recession is here, guys. You can suffer like everyone else or choose to thrive. James is the real deal. Go visit the site now. Wow, dude. Thank you, Scott, for coming on the show. It's great. It's always fun to have guests on the show. Man, we should always have more guests. Ding dong. What? What is this? Oh, who's that's that? It's a doorbell. I don't know. Somebody's at oh the door. Oh my God! There's a doorbell. Who's at the door? I didn't even know we had a door. It's a, we have a doorbell. We had a door on the show, but apparently there. Let's see who it is. Let him in. Who could it be? Let's just who let him in. Let him in. Is that that? Let goofy, him in. Is that that goofy guy that? Oh my God! <laughs> it's a picture of Evan Hand. Welcome that, to the that show. That guy that used to play with cats. Oh no, that's Evan. Oh, oh my God, Evan Hand has surprised us and came on the show. Such blessing, Evan Hand. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're live. We love you. We're so happy you're here. You look great. You look Evan, even you better than last time I saw you. I am in Greenwich. I am in Greenwich. New office. You got. There's, I see. There's tons of snow outside. Yeah, we got about. Probably eight inches, I'd say. 
Evan, I love, I mean, it must be so hard to paint your apartment or your studio to match your outfit every day. That's got to be so hard. <laughs> I like I like the neutral impossible. colors. Bro. Yeah. Respect, bro. Respect, respect. Look how good you are. When we met you, you were just trying to figure it out. Now you got a whole, like, setup. It's like a whole office to me. Look at you, dude. You're killing it. How's are your you super a, Is that a house? Dude? Is that your girlfriend's house? No, it's an apartment. It's oh, an apartment. They have apartments in Greenwich? Guess what I pay. I, what, like 75 cents every four hours? $500 a month. Are you oh, serious? What, That's not bad. Evan, where not... the fuck is apartment? And is it like it's it's got heat and like electricity and yeah, shit? Yeah, dude, look at the radiators oh. right there. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you... Well, was this the 1800s, Howie? Have you ever, have you ever hey. been to Greenwich, New York? Let me tell you something. I'm trying to, in my mind, figure out where the hell they would hey, be. Hey, Howie, speaking of Evan, where is this special you shot? <laughs> I'm going to send it to you now. I'm going to be honest with you, Sam. I've gone over it a thousand times, and... I got, I'm gonna have to this this guy's gonna have to edit the whole thing. I can't I just can't stand to look at myself. I don't know what it is. <laughs> so I'm not, damn, I'm not, I can't like, now you know how the audience feels. Sam, <laughs> <Damn, laughs> like he's gone over and he's like, dude, it's okay, it's fine, it's really good. So I'm like, and then I'll look at it and I'll look, then I'll look at Sam go, Jesus. I can hear Sam in the background go, fucking Jesus Christ. He just said it, he just said, Welcome to the taping. And I just literally want to run out in front of traffic. All like, right, Howie, we'll figure it out. Anyway, sweat. I got to get it out there like this week. You got to. Evan, but, how's your smoke show girlfriend? She's fantastic, actually. Okay. If you ever want to just bring her on screen, you can, you know. I mean, she's, she's doing schoolwork right now, but. Oh, that's even hotter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Evan, crypto is on a run. What are your thoughts? I think it's bullshit. Oh, I, snaps. I, I don't think you I have a feeling we're gonna go on a little bull run here. We'll make some people are speculating it's gonna be like three to six months, but I think it's a bull trap. There's there's just with everything happening in the economy right now, I just don't think there's any possible way we're gonna see it go up back up to like sixty-five thousand. I think I think we're gonna go on a bull run here. It's a bull trap, and then we'll fall back down probably lower than we were below 15k, in my opinion. Man, wow. that's were- interesting. That's an interesting synopsis, and I'll tell you what i i didn't I hadn't even thought of that, but you make it makes sense. It I makes just sense. watched a video actually, and they were saying that it's a technically a short squeeze. Actually, like seven hundred and fifty million dollars got liquidated overnight. Like two hundred thousand people, um, they had shorts on it and just caused it to squeeze. Jesus, wow. I'll tell you what's not short squeezing is hex. Dude, it's killing it right now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, it's up 3,000%, bro. Stop it. Stop I, got a, I was I got talking to Evan today. August. Evan goes, where is it? I go, Dude, it's like two cents. Evan goes, no way. Like, yeah. He hadn't looked at it in a few months. Had two cents and change, Evan. I don't think I even have the app downloaded anymore. So let me ask this. Evan's got hacks at stake until August. Now... What what do you have a better chance? Is there a better chance of a meteorite hitting Greenwich, New York, or are you getting paid in August from Hex? What what's the better chances? Probably meteorite because I, again, just like I said, I don't see crypto going crazy before August. So, so Evan, can you explain Hex staking to me? So when 
when you when you staked it, the rate that you saw was that a guaranteed rate or an estimated rate? Estimated, I believe. I'm not. I'm honestly, okay. I don't really know. But basically, it's like, um, shit. What's the word? I I don't understand why anybody would stake it if if that's the case. I I, yeah, I, just, I think it was like. Or I don't I don't even know I'd I'd have to look but the app's not even downloaded so okay I mean it sounded I know good I, at the time and there was a, another man who coerced me into uh, staking yeah. it for two years <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean I kind of the guy that guy that gave everybody some coin gave up he gave me like five hundred dollars worth or something and now it's worth about forty five bucks I think so yeah that same guy I also believe his shares were worth near a million dollars at that point too so. Oh. oh my god. Maybe. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? But I I mean what you're saying could be a possibility. I mean the, the different points of views on it are just beyond bizarre. I mean, the one the one thing that I heard today on CNBC, it wasn't Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan who called it i don't know it was ridiculous he just said it's non-existent it's fake somebody said the problem with bitcoin is it's trading a non-productive asset and they said that's the problem what does it do you can't buy anything with it anymore um you know you know so that's that's the negative it's a non-productive it's not like buying fuel or coal or copper that is actually a productive asset or gold. Um, it actually does something. Um, Bitcoin has, doesn't do anything yet. So yeah. that's a problem. And also there's just like crazy regulations that are going to be coming too. We don't even know what they are yet. I think they had a hearing on it like last week or two weeks ago, but I, the, the government's going to get involved and they're going to fuck everything up like they always do. It's weird though, because Bitcoin doesn't seem to move like a stock would, you know, on like bad news. Bitcoin, it's so hard to predict where it's headed most of the time. Uh, because I mean, you'll hear you'll hear like another scary regulation story, and then Bitcoin's up a few points on the day. Uh, well, it's like and- Evan said, if it's, it's if it's becoming short squeezed, then that means it's becoming manipulated, which means who that, that could no be one a- has any idea. You're never going to be yeah. able to find out where it's. Coming. That's sure. I actually in one of the things I just watched it said that uh. 66% of all Bitcoin has not moved in the past like 10 years, which makes it illiquid, which makes it 10 times easier to manipulate than, you oh. know, a traditional stock or anything else. Yeah, that's right. Right, because because the, the liquid portion of the total is, is so small, right? That one, yeah. That, got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Interesting. Over half. Yeah. 33%. Do you have any, <laughs> any faith in cryptocurrency at all? For the future, 100%. But like, now, I mean, you can swing for sure. I think we'll probably keep going up for a little bit, but I don't see, I don't see us going past like 30, 30,000. I, I just don't, with the, like I said, the way, with the way this the year, Evan, right this now. year, Evan? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, also it, like, go ahead. If it, I mean, like, listen, as a guy who has all my crypto in Celsius, I'm, I'm like <laughs> so pissed off. Ugh. I'm sure. It sucks. You know what's gonna happen? I, I I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. I'm this thing. I'm gonna forget about it. I'll be like whatever. And then I'll be like, damn, I need money, dude. I need some money. And then I'll know where to be. Like, hey, dog, here's your bang amount of fucking Celsius eight years from now. I'm telling you, dude, it's gonna <laughs> pop in right when I don't need it or yeah. when I really need it. That's why I think it's gonna pop. But um, 
if it gets below nine, let's say, because AJ Goodman's been saying he's this conservative talk guy. He's been saying it's going to go under 10. If it goes under 10, I'm buying chunks, bro. I'm going to buy fat chunks of Bitcoin. Would you guys, if it goes under 10? 100%. I've been buying it this whole time. Yeah. I mean, I bought it all the way up. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of chilling on it now because I'm afraid, but. I would, I'd buy some. I, I would have 3%, 4% in my overall portfolio. 100. Like I said, from the, when we started this show, that's what I said. You know, have three, four or 5%. That's it. No more. Um, Listen, I'm going to go to my, uh, so I got an IRA. I'm going to go to my bank. Let me know what you guys think. And I'm going to ask them to divest from BlackRock. Are you, would they do that for you? Like, are you a big enough customer that they would like customize a product for you? Like get you out of BlackRock, you know? Well, what do you mean? You're not in BlackRock unless you ask to own some BlackRock. No, no but they would have to. He would, He's saying he wants him to find every company that is at some in some way owned by BlackRock and get it out of his portfolio. You'd be stuck holding a little bit of silver for the next 10 years. And some hacks. And with a little <laughs> bit of hacks. Come rock it. silver. Come awesome, rock awesome <laughs> I will miss those days. I'm sorry. Those days were so much fun. They but really like, were. New crypto, buy it, make five grand, get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there were. It was a wild, short period of time, man. Um, <sighs> you know, remember, I remember the, like the meme stops. I was, uh, I was in Troy, New York this weekend, and I got talking. Uh, Stop bragging. <sighs> Talking to a buddy of mine's kid and his kid's friend. You fucking, you know Phil and Uvin Music Falls, right? Yeah. Yep. So talking to his kid, his kid's friend, he said, he said, I got one for you. I got one. I said, what do you got? He goes, GME. <laughs> he goes, he goes, this is stocks going from like a hundred down to 20. And I said, I was like, kid, I don't know how much you've lost on it already, but just sell it, take the loss. I'll give you four or five things you can buy. He goes, no, man, no dog. He goes, the company has no debt, none. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they got billions of dollars. I mean, this is why they have, they, they have no debt because nobody will give them a line of credit. <laughs> I'm like, here's a stock. You're going to see it 10, then five, then two. Then you're going to see it eventually at zero. It's not going anywhere. No one's ever going to buy it out. They can't get any money. Uh, they owe billions. It's just, it's, it's not gonna work, man. It's not gonna work. It's like, oh, God. it was a fun run. That was a fun time too. You know, Yo, AMC, Fox, you Bed Bath and Beyond. We bought it. Went from eight to sixteen. Then the CFO jumped off the ninety fourth floor. Now it's <laughs> two. I mean, it was wild times, man. It's a, it's a real metaphor flying. for that stock, isn't it? Just people were flying. Fucking Evan, uh, man, I'm glad you came on and gave us that insight because that. Thank you for showing up yeah. and making this podcast look a whole lot better. That's good stuff, man. Uh, Can I ask one last question, Evan, before I ask to go plow his girlfriend? <laughs> hey, let me ask you. Can we watch? No, my question is, Ugh. um, animal. Uh, what's his name? Dem oh. Demon Hand. What's his name? Uh, Hamlin. What's his Demar name? Demar Hamlin. Damar Hamlin alive Please. or dead? He called, dude. Alive. Yesterday, yesterday he called him Daryl Hammond. So, so he's doing. He's getting closer. Sam, please tell me you saw my video. Yeah, I don't know. But people, I gotta see it. But I had people. I had friends at the game that saw him. 
my the video no. I did. No, they actually saw him when they were at the game and they saw him. They're like they didn't. Know? They saw a guy with his fa a face covered <laughs> asshole. Okay, people people are shitting on me saying that I need to shut the fuck up because I'm not like Sam and Tommy and I'm a normie. I li that's literally a comment that I got. Yeah, no, I get I, it all the time. Listen, I don't think he's dead, but I don't think that was him. Two can coexist. Yes, I do. I, I I'm not against that either. I. I, I just feel like at this point with all the noise, they would just, he'd be like, I am fine. I'm right here, you know, but they still yeah. have it. So either, and I think you'll agree with me, Evan, they're probably cloning him right now. Is that what, would you agree? With <laughs> Roger Goodell took him in his bathroom and cloned him and brought him to the game. Probably. <laughs> you know how many, you know, I was reading stuff today on Twitter and I was crying. My stomach hurt. It's like, there's no doubt. The only reason he doesn't come out is because it takes one guy goes, I don't know if you know this, but it takes like 48 hours to clone a human to clone an adult. And I'm like, actually, I don't know that. I never it takes time. It does take time. It takes it two, it takes two full days to clone an adult human. That's what a guy told me today. I feel like that's very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it take longer than a, I would Dude. think? I would think back a in the weeks. day it would take weeks. Now they got this thing streamlined thanks to Chat GPT, dog. They can move way quicker. <laughs> Evan, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for slumming with us. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back on. Say hi to your hot girlfriend for us. <laughs> Thank you, guys. All right. You Bye, minute, I love you. See you. See you, dude. All right. That was great. Two guests today. Are we living or are we living? Wow. Yeah. All right, Howie, give your free pick. <laughs> he just doesn't listen. Dude, here's what I'm picking. S-Q-Q-Q. That's the, that's the, the NASDAQ. I think it's going down. So buy some S-Q-Q-Q. Even though I was not going to give that pick out, I'm giving it out right now. That's oh, Holly, you're so nice. You're like stock Santa. I mean, we're hanging out. We got special DJ uh Wolfman Jack Tripoli in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, fun fact. Howie <laughs> and I are going to be in Jersey February 17th and 18th. That's February 17th and 18th at the Dojo of Comedy. Come get weird be a lot of people there all right now we're heading over to patreon check it out patreon.com slash cash daddies 